When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, cowboys and cowgirls, to another episode of Ingles and Ian, presented by CowboysRightForFree.com. And as always, your good friend of mine, the Baron of Ball Games, Mr. Ian. How are you doing today, buddy? Ooh, I'm feeling feeling all right. Feeling all right. I like that Baron of Bowl Games. <laughs> I was like, before we started recording, I was going on Tally site and uh, picking my bowl games for uh, for like uh, from today to like the 29th. Uh, it's because why not? Um, yeah, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. Feeling I pretty good. Do apologize to everybody that uh, well, one, it's you know week before Christmas, so schedules have been off anyway. But I have been mm-hmm. sick, sick since Saturday. Uh, you can probably still hear it in my voice. I could basically barely talk the last couple of days, and so uh, it's not COVID. It's just bronchitis, but it still sucks. So <laughs> if you hear if you hear me coughing, that's that's why. I will try to mute myself, but uh, so. Everybody's sick, man. It's all good. Yeah, tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> so today we're going to like sort of go through our 2021 year in review before we preview the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, so before we hit OSU's year in review, how was your 2021, Ian? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, it started out pretty well. And then kind of toward the back half, it uh, kind of fell a crap a little bit. Uh I am thankful that I'm able to do this job um, with Cowboys Right for Free that I started in September, I believe. Um, and being able to do this podcast has been an absolute joy. Can't wait to do it in 2022. Um, December, I mean, this month has been kind of just like the climb back to like kind of what's normal for me. So, uh, yeah, we're definitely getting there. And yeah, it's been yeah. an all right year. It's been a crazy 12 months for me. Uh, I was actually thinking about it. So about a week ago, about this time ago, minus a week, uh, I lost my job in Colorado. So today I was driving from Denver to Lubbock while I was moving to Texas to move in with my, one of my little brothers until I found another job in the last literal 12 months I've lived in, uh, four States, um, moved across the country twice. Got attacked by a dog. Uh, started a new job. <laughs> you know, it's just been a crazy, crazy year. Started a podcast with you, Cowboys Ride for Free, which has been fun. Uh, you know, just all sorts of uncertainty and craziness. And I'm just hopefully it becomes a little, a uh, little less crazy going forward. And I, I hope so uh, for both of our sakes. To be honest with you. Um, I'm just, I'm just yeah. tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do not blame you one bit for feeling that way. Um, yeah. So you want to dive into some, uh, we'll dive into some transfer portal news a little bit first. Um, Desmond Jackson and in the transfer portal. That one kind of surprised me, to be honest. I thought, I thought he was going to stick around, especially with, you know, sort of opening up on in the running back room. Well, I mean, considering that he went down to, third string and it was Dominic and Warren above him. And then you have two running backs coming in and Ollie Gordon, CJ Beggs. 
I think he saw the writing on the wall. And he's like, uh, I'm going to try to go somewhere else. I don't blame him and I wish him well, but yeah, it kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't hold anything against anybody really. Uh, it is a little, I don't know. I just thought it'd be surprising, but I did wonder if, cause I hadn't seen like what running backs were coming in, but that makes a lot of sense with, you know, maybe he just was like, uh, if he's leaving because of that, those mean that that's a good sign for us. So, um, you know, it's it sucks that he's gone because I always liked him as a player. But you know, I oh, hope best yeah. luck, best of luck to him. You know, I mean, everyone and their dog is in the transfer portal at this point. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, there's so many people in the transfer portal. I think you said that surprised you. The name that shocked me was Tanner McAllister. I did not see that one happening at all. But he's a starter. He's a starter. Yeah. So what I've been told, and I think you saw this in our uh, Slack was that he's going to try to go somewhere to be a quarterback and improve his draft stock that way. Because my original thought was that he was going to go to Ohio State with Knowles, but that might not be the case. I mean, it would make sense, but I don't, I mean, I have no idea what Ohio State's, I know they have defensive issues. So, you know, bringing in a multi-year starter in the secondary would do them good. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, having that, you know, that experience in there would definitely help. Um, But Ohio State is Ohio State, so that's another thing you got to kind of factor yeah. in there because they're they're always going to get dudes. Yeah, but I mean the dude, he's a dude already, right? I mean, it's not yeah. like he's like some. It's not like he's a second string trying to like go forward, right? He's he's no, the yeah. starter on one of the best defenses in the nation. <laughs> he's he's a dude. Yeah, no, completely. He's that guy, and he'll get the respect he deserves if he goes to Ohio State and like tears it up over there, right? And because you know, it's blue blood. And if he's, you know, feels like he's going to make a better chance of being a corner in the NFL than a safety, go for it. Yeah, I, I think that's probably his best move. Uh, to be completely honest with you, I don't blame him one bit. Um, so then the what was the other one? It was Jaden Jernigan. I think we talked about, but there was also the possibility that he was, was going to come back. I haven't heard anything about it, but I want to say he's playing the bowl game. So I, I'm pretty certain I saw he was playing the ball game, which is a good sign. Um, yeah. If he's playing the bowl game, then that means that there's probably a good chance that he's going to come back. I would think don't want to assume, but here I am assuming. So, <laughs> oh, you know what assuming does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I hope he comes back and it's always a good sign when they mention something, the fact of I might come back. Yeah. And so, and especially you lose a coach like Knowles, who the players seem to absolutely love, you know, he's the guy that recruited you. He's the reason you're at Oklahoma state and he's gone. I wouldn't, I don't blame him for looking and I don't blame him for like maybe waiting to see who the new coach. Is. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't blame him at all. Um, just cause that, that's a big part of it. Like you want a coach that you can enjoy. And especially, I mean, when you have two years of eligibility left, like, Obviously, you can go wherever, but you'd obviously like to stay here. So, I mean, hopefully that works out, um, but we will we'll see. We will mm-hmm. see. So, so yeah. <laughs> oops. Um, just trying to think. Um, do we want? How do we want to do our OSU year in review? Do we want to do, like, a top five each? Do we want to do, like, a group top ten or <laughs> – uh, I don't, uh, let's just do, let's just throw out some of our favorite moments of the year and we'll talk about it and go from there. Okay. Um, 
would you like to go first or would you want me to go ahead and start? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, so one of the, I'd probably slate around five, uh, even though it's kind of bittersweet because both teams lost, it was pretty awesome that the men's and women's golf team made the, the finals for golf this year, uh, especially the women's because they haven't, you know, had the same kind of success um, as the men have had. So it's a really promising start for this season. And I think I talked about a little bit on last podcast. I mean, here's a really good chance that we sweep golf. Yeah, I remember watching, I think it was the semis with uh, the women. And I think they, I want to say they were taking on Duke. And that was like a really big deal because I think Duke was like the number one team, the defending champions and OSU beat them pretty darn good. So I, yeah, that's a really good moment going to both national championships. Unfortunately, losing both of them, but. Right, and the men's was almost bedlam. Uh, it was. OU was in the final four on the other side of the bracket, which I was rooting for because I thought that would have been cool. And but there's he, a really yeah. good chance that that happened again because OU's in the top four or five this year, too. That could happen. But can you imagine if they won and then they're bragging about how they're the golf school? <laughs> I mean, they are a very good golf team. Don't get me wrong. They are they, very good. No, they are. I'm just thinking just like because that's another thing they can hold over us. With yeah, they would try. And that's it. <laughs> they would try to do. Well, let's be honest here. They even pay attention to golf. <laughs> I, I think there, there are some fans that do. There are some fans that do. But I'll, I guess if they get to that, that national championship caliber thing, then, yeah, they'd probably pay attention. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's a good that's a good idea. That's a good uh, moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another good moment was men men's basketball. I don't know if I'll put this at five, but I think them beating Baylor in the conference semifinals was awesome. And that was a heck of a game. You would think that that would be a big push of momentum toward the season or toward that end of the season. But then they lost to Texas, and then they lost to Oregon State in the second round. But in that moment, that was well, and Kate had such a game. Kate like, was ball, yeah. That was everybody uh, was clicking. Yeah, that was a great, absolutely great uh, game in general. Uh, I remember, I remember where I was watching that game. I was so sick, and I was in a hotel, like searching for a place here in South Carolina, and I was like so so sick, <laughs> and I was just like sitting there like sipping on water like eh. <laughs> like it's like oh. cheering as best as i could <laughs> oh that is terrible it's like, eh. oh man i i hate being sick so oh, that man. that's be awful all right back to you all right so i'm gonna stay in the same vein here but we're gonna go two bedlams in four days to start closing out the big 12 season for Oklahoma State that's a good moment because uh, Cade had like 40 in no, Norman. He, yeah so the first game is the game that's the game because like I especially because you know I didn't have a job for a couple of months I ended up watching a lot of men's basketball that season mm-hmm. and like I could always tell Cade was really good I mean it was obvious supremely talented that whole bit right but the thing with him was I was like is he really the number one overall pick and that that game, that first Bedlam game, I was like, he's yeah, he's legit number one pick. Let's see, he went uh, forty points, eleven boards, three steals, and two blocks in an overtime thriller. You know, just and he was just clutched down the stretch. It was just such a great game. No, it was absolutely 
a phenomenal game by him. I was just, I was insane. That that game was insane to me. And then there, it was another close game at uh, in Stillwater that for that second game, and it was uh, I don't know, I, we had a broom in my dorm, so I just took a picture of me with the broom and like an OU logo next to it. It was like better <laughs> like next year. Pretty happy about that. <laughs> um, but that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, well, it's something you games. just never get, right? Like you never get. Yeah. I mean, because it was back to back game, like you yes. never get that, and you know, just things never scheduled that way. And I know part of it is because of COVID and just having to reschedule and all of that stuff. But it was really, really cool uh, to to see that and just watch him do his thing. Yeah. No, I mean that was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Um, another one would be the tech. One that I went to was the it was Texas in double overtime in like January, and then Texas Tech in overtime as well because that was when you had that Texas Tech game was when you had um, Boyd doing that OSU chant in the middle of the court after the game, and that was that was awesome to see. That's where you know you kind of look at what Boyd does for the community and everything. And it was just dang, like he he's that guy. That's why it's gonna really it awesome. suck when we fire him. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I what I think might happen is that we're gonna keep him around for too long. Probably. Um which that's okay. Well <laughs> I'd so, really like the guy, so it's okay. So the, the, I mean it's we're in a different world when it comes to the administration, right? I mean mm-hmm. uh you know, the AD and the president were there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be interesting to see if the new AD and president want to like change course and be more proactive. I mean, it kind of seems that way because they were <coughs> willing to throw a massive, massive deal at uh, Knowles to keep them. Yeah, that. Yeah, I like that's a very big possibility. I mean, we'll we'll see where it goes down the line, and the hope would be that he's going to turn it around. So all good. Um, I'll go ahead. You do another moment because I have one that I that this this one this next one might be number one for me, maybe. <laughs> Bless you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So uh, a cool one, uh, Natasha Mack getting drafted second round in the WNBA draft. Sixth player in OSU history to go pro. Uh, so Yes. And, you know, the women's team is starting to come back around. So, uh, you know, hopefully... I mean, they they went. They only got to the round of thirty-two uh, in the tournament, but you know they're getting better, and so hopefully that continues in the new season and can really just start putting up some, uh, you know, some deep runs in the tournament. I remember watching that draft after I got out of sports clips, and that's probably the only time I've cared about the WBA ever. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, I was kind of genuinely surprised. I was like, oh, I thought she was a first-round talent, and. Now I think she's playing in, which not to take away, and I think she's playing in like Russia or something right now. Didn't know that. I thought she was still in in the big league. 
her Wikipedia says otherwise, but who knows? But yeah, that was a cool moment for sure. I, I that's a that's a good moment for sure. I watched her play against I think it was Iowa State. She did really good in that game. And she was She's the uh, defensive player of the year, you know, called yeah. wide. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, she was just killing it for sure. Super underrated throughout the year because I know everyone loves to talk about UConn and I guess speaking UConn. of UConn, you see this is the first time they're out of the top ten in like since like 2008 or something like that. Like they're not in the top ten anymore. What? Yeah, they're out of the top ten. I gotta see this. Their star player is hurt. I know that. Yeah, they're sitting at number 11. And I do like that, you know, I know it's early, but there's starting to be some more parity in women's basketball. And that's a good thing. Because, like, for so long, it was, you know, it was so chalk heavy. It it just wasn't any fun to watch. But now it's getting more fun to watch because you have, like, you know, NC State and Maryland and Indiana are all in the top 10 now. I'm I'm shocked. You know how easy it was to just fill out the women's bracket and just put you gone? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you can't can, do that anymore. You basically take the four number ones and do a coin flip because one of them might lose to a two, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> it made it really easy. You know what? I still think UConn's going to win the natty this year. I mean, as long yeah, as their star player comes back, I mean, they should be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be fine. I mean, it's UConn, right? But eventually, they got to do something. Eventually, someone will take over. <laughs> You know, it always happens, but it is something I am like, I've been just seeing in general in women's sports is there is starting to be more parody, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's still very top heavy, but you know, it's not as bad across the board as it has been. Hey, you know, what's something Tulsa 10 and one right now in women's basketball. Just look that up. That's pretty nuts. And they got OSU on the 28. Oh, wait, maybe not because of COVID issues at Oklahoma state, but that's, that's something. That is something. That'll, that, that'll actually be like a really good. Yeah, the women's team is, our women's team is five and four right now. So, her, yeah, not a, not the best start. Yeah, you know what? They might actually, Tulsa might actually beat them. No, I mean, you're, you're not a... you're not 10 and one or nine and one for no reason. No, not at all. All right. I think this is mine. This is might be my number one moment. Well, I'll say this. I think Bedlam's probably the number one moment for everybody. That first uh, or that football, that football game. Um, but I, I, I think my my favorite moment was me personally. It was me going to the Big Twelve Championship in softball, uh, watching OSU play Texas in that nine inning thriller in the first round, and then the Super Regionals. Uh, against Texas again as I went to Game Two. So. I I enjoyed that whole thing. Uh, I love softball in general, so I'm excited to see what they do this season. Um, I really enjoyed this season of cowgirl softball. So. Yeah, I, I I got to watch some of their. I watched a lot of the you know Big Twelve and the uh, Super Regionals, and they just seem like a really fun team to root for. And so I, I just love the energy they brought this year. And hopefully, you know, they, we got that stud transfer. And uh, I mean, I think we ought to be challenging OU for number one in the conference. And I mean, it's it's hard. To, I mean, beating OU in softball is almost impossible at this point. Yeah. And they did it. They did it one. They did one do day it. Yeah. Stillwater. That was big because that was the like, oh, they're unbeatable, and they ended up. They did end up winning. But right. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I've nicknamed twenty twenty one. 
is the year of Bedlam because there's been a lot of Bedlam wins that we probably shouldn't have had or no one expected. <laughs> we didn't expect softball. I mean, football was, you know, it's football, right? So it's scary as I'll get out. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, there's so many good Bedlam wins, like, you know, the basketball, obviously football. Uh, I mean, seeing Darren Oliver take down uh, Williams to in to in Bedlam will always be in my memory. Uh, you know, going to the Big 12 title game, even though it the way it ended sucked, was unreal. Uh, that Jerry World was hopping. I mean, it was electric. It was it was so much fun. Uh, but it, so that's another great one for me. Uh, going back to golf a little bit, watching Wolf and Hovland on the tour this year was awesome because they both had really good years. Uh, Hovland, you know, won a couple of times and I just, you know, it's really cool seeing like golf Twitter go nuts for these OSU guys. Cause they both have like really unique swings. And so you get all these, you know, tweets from like the PGA. It's like, yeah, those are our guys. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, Hall, I've mentioned how I feel about Hall and I think he's that guy. Um, and he's been doing really well in this PGA tour. So yeah, I think seeing them and just being like, "Hey, those are that; those are our guys. Those are cowboy golfers dominating." That's great, right? And it's funny because like everyone's like, everyone wants to like, like Hovland is such an enigma to most people because he doesn't have any social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Twitterless, uh, Twitterless Victor. The Twitterless Victor, yeah, yeah. So he's got three career wins, one in twenty-one. Well, he's already got one for this new season um you know oh, yeah. number they, five they in the FedEx Cup ring yeah let's go <laughs> yeah well it was two years ago I don't remember exact one year the quote-unquote golf off season was nine days like the PGA championship huh. which is the final uh event of the calendar year like ended on a Sunday and it was like a week and a half off and then the next tournament of the new year started <laughs> that's why they don't even get that much of an off season anyway I think they only get like two weeks normally. So that's. Yeah. And, you know, it was also really cool, like seeing him at the Ryder Cup this year, uh, which is outside the Masters, the Ryder's Cup, the Ryder Cup is my all time favorite golf. Like it's the Masters and the Ryder Cup. Those are my two favorite golf tournaments ever. Uh, And so it was really cool watching him and just battling it out and stuff. I want to get into the Ryder Cup. I just haven't for whatever reason. I think it's just because it's conflicts with football. Um, well, it's during the week. That's the hard part, at least for oh. me. Is it, it's, it's like, well, most of it's during the week. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I think for me personally, I think it's it's Masters. It's well, I think this this uh, this coming year it'll be PGA. All my eyes will be on the PGA, all two of them, because um, it's in Tulsa. So you should go go to a practice round. It is awesome. I want to try to, yeah, for sure. Because, like, I, I've been to the cool thing about practice rounds is like you can actually like take pictures and get a lot closer, and the crowds aren't as big. Mm. Uh, like, I went to when it was the when the PGA was there in 07, and I went and I was like 10 yards from Tiger at one point. Dang, and like, that's sick. Uh, Ho- Jose Maria Altabo was waiting to tee off, and like, we were standing, me and my friends were standing like right behind the tee box. We just talked to him for like five minutes. 
Because this was back when the PGA was in August. So it was like mid-August in Tulsa. It's like, it's really hot. It is. And like, we're all just sweating because it's like 103 outside. Like, yeah, oh it's pretty my hot. God. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> so well, I, I actually kind of have a uh, funny story. So shoot, I think my, okay. So my dad, my dad loves golf. And he got tickets to the uh, 2001 U.S. Open, which was supposed to be June 14th and uh, through the 18th. I don't know what day he got the tickets or whatever, if it was like for all the rounds or one of the rounds. But I ended up being born on like six six days before the first round. And because I had a bunch of complications, he ended up having to like, I think he sold the ticket. Just ruined it for him, man. And I felt so I probably need to get him some tickets to this. Yeah. And <laughs> but, in general, they're not bad. Like in general, um, the tickets for practice round, I think they're like 60. Mm. But oh, I mean, they ended up having a playoff on the 18th. I but, didn't forgot about that. Yeah, you know, it's just with uh with the practice round, it's all day though. If you want to be there for like eight hours, you can't be. I mean, so I mean you get a lot for your money. You know what? That's I might try to do that. Might try to do that. That's in what May? Because they they just moved the PGA because it used to be in August. Yeah. It used to be the last major. Now it's the second major. So trying to find it. It will be okay. No, I can't find that on Wikipedia. Let's do some typing. See, for me, the uh, the British the British Open in 2022 is the one I'm going to be looking at the most because it's the 150th anniversary of the tournament. Ooh, okay. I think about that. Okay, so it is May 19th through the 22nd as PGA Championship. The British Open is one that's interesting just because, like, you kind of get up and it's like, oh, it's on. Yeah, right. It's, it's, and, and, you it's know, like 3 a.m. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's at the old course at St. Andrews. And yeah. So it's going to be, it's just going to be a really historic time. It's like gray skies and like 55 degrees. And you're like, this is 90 mile an hour winds. Yeah. St. Andrews isn't as bad, but like some of the other ones are really bad because they're right on the Scottish coast and they just, those winds get nasty. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, and you you see all like the torturous events that happen. You're like, man, that sucks. (laughs) Like uh, there's, it was one guy I think that was like trying to hit it out of the bunker and it just like dropped back in. You're like, dang, that really sucks. Oh, I mean, the British especially have been has been host to some of the most epic meltdowns of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was that Frenchman who just completely melted down? Like put like three balls in the creek on 18. I want to say he was. I want to say he was clear by like four strokes going in the last hole and lost. Oh, yeah, I don't remember here? his name. Uh, it was early 2000, or maybe maybe 99, somewhere around. No, that was Tiger one, pretty sure. I don't remember his name. Uh, I don't but... remember either. I don't remember either. That's tough. That's the thing we have to look up later. Uh, I, I can't think of it. Are you, oh, you're looking it up now? Yeah, here it is. I was right. It was 99. Uh, John Vendelvee was had a three-shot mm-hmm. lead on the final hole. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen clips of that. Yeah, it's you should check it out. It is one of the great just choke jobs of all time. I hope he doesn't listen to this pod. I don't think he does, but <laughs> he'd be like, oh, man. He was never the same after that either. Like, yeah, he pretty much quit. I, I bet that's the biggest tournament of your life. You choked it. I wouldn't be the same either. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was great. Not great. I mean, 
it was great theater because I was, was I was good. yeah I was watching it when it happened yeah uh, and it was just like this can't be happening it's one of those things you're like how how is this happening <laughs> you you gotta be kidding me why is he doing this like just stop <laughs> so I think I'm gonna pull out my number one moment for me just period for 2021 okay and i think that would be the seeing the blackout for the first time on tv that was mm. just like wow because uh, like they've tried blackouts in the past and other things it's never really worked and just seeing it actually work and just how black that place gets and you know Stillwater's not exactly a bright city as it is in terms of you know ambient <laughs> light so it just like looked like a hole in the sky it was just awe-inspiring and you know it is awesome that we just crushed them too in that game but still uh, i think that was probably like my favorite single moment of the year no yeah that's a that's a real moment because that blackout looked so much different on tv and somebody i think um i think it's pft commenter said that uh stillwater is like neon black (laughs) and that's what it is it's the darkest dark it could be and like driving through you're like man it's really dark out here yeah like that's what it is yeah i mean if you've never been to stillwater especially like getting out like past the city limits a little bit it just there's mm-hmm. no street lights or very very few you know when i when you know my family lived there we lived south of town about halfway to perkins and you know there was no lights so you could just see everything you know it was it's crazy dark people don't understand how dark it got water no, it is absolutely bananas when you get like past that. It is so dark, and you're kind of scared for a sec. Like, yo, it is way too dark out here. Like, this should not be this dark. This taken out of context is absolutely terrible. <laughs> what I'm saying right now. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, my bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that, that that's my number one. Um, all in all. Great year for Oklahoma State sports. You know, we heartbreaking as well, but good year. I mean, in it wouldn't it wouldn't be Oklahoma State sports without some serious heartbreak. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it, you know, it's like I think I've said this before, but you know, when we got that ball nine yard line against Baylor. My first thought was, oh, not like that. Please, not like this, because <laughs> I could just I could feel it coming. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is how this is how it ends. But hey, this is the end. <laughs> oh man! But the fact we were three inches away from winning the Big Twelve title, with even as poorly as we played, it our I mean, both of our expectations coming into the season, we're playing Fiesta Bowl, New Year's Six. That's a great year. And that is a good year. Absolutely. And now that the now that the the hurts worn off a little bit, it's like yeah, this is a good year. Had some great games. I mean, there was a lot of really good games. You know it. Okay, so one of my favorite moments, just because of what all was going on, was that pick six against Texas. Uh, that's got to be like, that's got to be like one B for me, because like me, oh, yeah. me and my girlfriend, we were in uh, SS Park, Colorado, watching at this bar that opened early because it was a ten o'clock kickoff. Uh, we were all on Slack, like y'all were all talking crap about uh, we're gonna lose, and it looked like they were about to start rolling. And then boom, pick six and everyone goes crazy. And it was, just, you know, just flipped the game. And it was just all the, the little details in that moment were great. That's probably one of my favorite moment. Well, I, I feel like that was a game. I think Sanders like threw an interception right there. We're like, oh, they're going to score because they, 
because OU OSU hadn't stopped them yet. Right, and they had the ball inside the plays. Yeah, he had just thrown a pick, or was it a pick or a fumble? I don't remember. But yeah, they were. Pick. Yeah, it, it was like they, they were about to go up like seventeen. Yeah, you were just like, oh no, <laughs> we are going to lose. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, that's like, what it felt like. And I'm just the, the, like the lone person on the hope train going, nope, 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 nope. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And everyone's like, shut up, shut up. Well, honestly, that was a lot of the season. <laughs> was Toward the end, too. Uh, hey, man, I rode that hope train and it got us a long, long way. It did. It did. But uh, you did. got you got anything else for our listeners before we sign out of here? I do not. Uh, we'll pre Merry Christmas and we'll preview the fiesta bowl uh this this next week we're gonna have a lot of fun with it yes sir yes uh merry christmas happy holidays uh whatever you celebrate have a good time i hope all your time with your family is merry and all of that good stuff so until next time cowboys and cowgirls we'll see you later